Yo, this is Stocks and Bars, the stock market hip-hop podcast, the only place you will find finance mixed with hip-hop. And today, family, I got my own family on the podcast. With me today, I got my cousin, Jess Tierney. We're going to talk about all of the ins and outs with entrepreneurship. We're going to talk about her finding her way, and her story will inspire you. Let's go. I got my clique ready to use the money they got From jobs and courage and teaching them that it's not So hard, I'm doing this, making investing pop P-Law is extra, you tuning in to Stocks and Bars This is Stocks and Bars, the stock market hip-hop podcast The only place we will find finance mixed with hip-hop And today, family, when I tell you I have been chasing this person down for over a year This is no lie, this is 100% I made it. So, the person that is on my podcast today, let me tell you, I've watched her blossom into the person that she is right now. We used to have conversations at their old house about things that we would like to do. And we always talked about businesses and real estate and all of these good things that real friends and family should be discussing for their growth. And we had these very early on. So fast forward to now, I've watched her turn herself into a mogul. And when I say this, I am not lying to you either. I've wanted to have her on my podcast for so long because I wanted to show her that I love her and I appreciate her. And I just want people to know that within their own family, within their own circle, they have somebody that they can reach out to that is at a level that they can learn from. And I'm learning from her as she grows, I see her do it on TikTok. I see her personally do it every single time we connect. And family, I want to welcome to my podcast, my cousin, Jess Tierney. Yo, what's going on with you? Thank Happy you birthday so, to you. We love thank you. you so much. Thank <laughs> you so much. I love you so much. I'm sorry that it's taken me this long to get on here. You know, life gets crazy busy. This year has been wild so i'm glad (laughs) that we could finally just my kids are here they might pop over a shoulder but good it's great i'm happy to be here this is 100 life i love seeing you live it i love everything that you're doing i love how you are building your family how you're working with your husband everything that you're doing i can sit here in this whole podcast and be straight up how much we love you jess but before i keep doing that Let's go ahead and let everybody know about who you are, what you're doing, how you got to where you are at right now. Yes. So I am Jess Tierney. I am a co-owner of a home staging company in Akron called Rough Diamond Studios. I run that with my best friend, Amy Vartnuk, and it happened on accident. I was not meant for this life. I was, I never thought that I would be my dog. I have a husky. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's our stop. Please just wait. I might just have to let her out in just a second. That's all right. Anika, you can hold on. <laughs> she can just hold. You just need to wait. <laughs> She's it's not going to happen. I'm going to let her out. <laughs> hold on. All right. <laughs> Okay. She's so rude. (laughs) I thought it was going to be my kids. It's the dog, of course. (laughs) She wants to be the star of the show, I swear. Um, So I own a home staging company called Rough Diamond Studios in Akron, Ohio, with my best friend, Amy Vartnuk. And I did 
I was not really meant for this life. I didn't think so. <laughs> um, I didn't really know my talents. I knew that I possessed some talents, but just was trying to find my way all the time. So I'll back up to kind of you and I have known each other for like 15 plus yeah. years, I would say. Yeah. So right before we, I had joined my business partner, I was an all state manager. Um, I was managing two all state, you know, big offices with employees and it was a lot. The sales were a lot keeping up going month to month and it was always for someone else's dollar. I was always making like this much and he was making like this much. <laughs> right, right. And I was like grinding, grinding, grinding. And it was just, I got tired of that. I was like finally recognizing some of my own talents and being like, I don't know what it is, but I know it was when we had our daughter Zoe that I was like, I can't do this, this anymore. Yeah. Like my time is better served. Even if I'm at home, it's better served than like making someone else money over and over and over again right. and just working myself to the bone. Like I would come home and be answering calls at nine o'clock at night, weekends, like crazy stuff just to keep up. Right. I was in the rat race, like just in it. Yeah. And I'm like, I need out. So luckily Evan, my husband was like, get out, just let's find something that you want to do. Just stay home with Zoe, do what you need. So I stayed home with her for a little bit, but it was like, just not enough. Not that motherhood is not enough. Not that being a homemaker is not enough yeah, yeah. because it absolutely is for some people, but your wife's my cousin and she is the same way. Like that <laughs> yep. is great. We love that. But like, we need something more for ourselves, you know, to feel that. And so I was like, okay, I don't want to go work for someone else. Let me like make dog treats and sell them. Like I was trying to do anything yeah. I could from home to like side hustle, anything. Like, I think I did one of the MLMs. Like I sold, like posh, which is like smelly lotions yeah. and stuff. Like <laughs> I was just really trying to like hustle just to like figure out what I liked, try out new things, new experiences. And I feel like that it was good for me to try all those things, right. you know, and to see what I did, what I didn't like, what I was passionate about. So I wasn't passionate about those things though. So they <laughs> fell off, you know, right. that's how it is in life. Right. Like a lot of times if those things fall off, it's because you're just not passionate about it and you're not giving it everything you have because you don't it's want to. You. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> so I saw my friend Amy, her and I had went to through like grade school together through high school. We were not friends. We ran in completely opposite crowds. And I just, you know, was acquaintance with her on Facebook and saw her work and was just following her a lot. And I'm like, I'm just going to reach out to her and I'm just going to ask her if she needs office help. Yeah. So I'm like, I can just do that from home. I can schedule her appointments, make things easier for her. And she was like, bet I absolutely need that. Come on. So I joined her. And then within the year I was staging because I would see things and she would be like, I see that you have an eye. Why don't you come stage with me? Why don't you come destage? And I just slowly started doing those things with her. And she was the one. Sometimes it's not you who realizes that you have a gift. Sometimes it's someone else who it, you yeah. don't even realize. You know, it's someone completely unsuspecting who's like, 
you've got something here. Come on. Yeah. And she pulled me along. It was like, I, I knew color theory, like something as crazy as color theory, which I use every day in design. I know color theory, but because of fashion, not because of <laughs> interior design, Yeah. but design is design is design. And so it, it took someone like Amy to like pass along those like little tidbits of wisdom and pull those things out of me that I didn't know and give me confidence to be like, that looks great. Stop touching it. Come on. You know? And I feel like the more that you do it and repetitiously, you know, things just come organically after that. And I feel like it's sometimes, especially in entrepreneurship, you don't realize how far you've come. I was just talking about that today with Amy is like we the where, where we sit today we're not where we want to be necessarily but compared but, to where you were at before yes yeah, you're, you're a distance away yeah <laughs> it's i mean even the like mental growth that it takes to get through i mean something as simple as covid like we could have lost our business during covid right because people thought that a home staging business was probably crazy busy because the housing market was banging but we weren't because houses were selling for fifty thousand hundred thousand dollars over ask so they didn't need us they didn't need us to stage by the time we would stage we'd have to get it out you know within two days (laughs) yeah yeah, it was moving yeah and we understood that but you know there's always room for stagers somewhere in the market so we were able to like keep our doors alive by pivoting by you know doing more consultations for people taking on more redesign work so Sometimes it's like not having an ego to be like, I'm going to keep just like hammering at it. Yeah. It's like, instead I got to pivot a little bit. Yeah. You had to adapt to what the environment was telling you. Like this ain't going to work right now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cause we would have closed our doors if we would have like kept out that right. or thinking that you have to do things that other businesses are doing that are like yours. Like in home staging, it's a very new field. Like they're, are not a ton of home staging companies out there. So people do things very differently, but it's easy to get caught up in that. Like, Oh, well, this person has a um, box truck with their name on the side. Fancy. So so I need to do that. that. Yeah. Do you follow? And then like, nah, that costs a lot. No, I don't. (laughs) No, I don't. That costs a lot of money. (laughs) And and the thing is during COVID. Yes. During COVID, if we would have had that truck, we would have had extra costs. We would have, right. you know, had maintenance. We, would, we wouldn't have been able to afford it. That could have put our, you know, our business under too. So business gets hard sometimes. You just got to keep pivoting through it and work your way out. And right. I feel like we finally got out of that and we're seeing the light, you know, which yeah. feels good. Yeah. I, I want to bring it back to a point that you brought up about seeing somebody else seeing a light in you because you were lost in in some aspects where you didn't know exactly what you wanted to do, but you knew you wanted to do something and you were able to connect with somebody who was actually able to connect you with what you were good at. And then also shout out to your husband for being able to have the opportunity to put you in a position to even have that opportunity to say a million percent yeah you know to say hey yeah. you know what fall back find you 
and we got you no matter what. And yeah. then part it's two him happened. believing in me too. Yeah. yeah and so, knowing that like there's something there, but she needs to find it, you yeah. know? Yeah. And a lot of times people run into this where they don't see themselves, you know, you get drowned out because in the rat race that you talked about, a lot of people just continually play in it. And once they get out of it, they get lost. They have no idea what to do anymore. They lost themselves. They just yes. got used to being in, in a company and being part of the cog in the wheel. And once totally. they're no longer the cog, it's like, wait, this is different, you know? And that's that's difficult. So it is. I want you to highlight a couple of things for me. What was the biggest transition that you had to make? Because when you made that decision that I'm not going to run these offices anymore, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. What was the biggest thing that you learned up to date when you made that transition? Oh, I would say to let my ego go. Ego. Okay. Mm -hmm. I would say to let my ego go. He was like, and hold up, I'm Jess. <laughs> yeah, like Who know you? that you have, like be confident, but let your ego go to where like you don't care anymore. Because sometimes ego can even lead to those things where other people's thoughts are controlling how you see yourself. That can be part of ego too. Yeah. So I feel like being able to be confident in myself and not but not have an ego to let things drive our business one way or another was super helpful um giving myself grace mm. not being so hard on myself that's that that's a I, tough one that's a tough I'm one right there i'm still working yeah. on that i'm i mean i'm you probably know you know me very well <laughs> and you know i'm probably my own worst critic this is everybody um, suffers with this this is why i'm glad you brought this up a lot of people yeah. don't understand how to get that monkey off their back that you don't have to be perfect you just need to keep moving no that's it and it's something new you know even like our kids are the best example of this like chloe just went to preschool a new preschool for the first day and she was scared because it was new right new right. things are scary you know but you just have to Grit, I guess, is another one. You have to have the grit to just keep going because there are going to be hard days, but you have to like let your passion and your grit know that you just need to keep getting up and doing it again because right. no one else is going to do it for you. Right. You know, I don't have a boss who's like, you need to be here, you're fired. You know, it's me it's, yeah. and it's Amy. That's it, you know? So I think that definitely has a lot to do with it too. All Having right. passion having passion for what you do passion has, to, for your has to come into play. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I want to bring up something else here. Right. So you mentioned that you were looking for yourself. So that obviously means that you knew there was a spark there. So I want you to highlight, you know, your upbringing. What do you know from growing up that you can remember like, Hey, this might actually be something that I can actually take advantage of in the future so let's let's go back into the yeah. time machine and let's talk about young jess what was young jess thinking about yeah. <laughs> i loved fashion i loved trends i loved keeping up i was always watching music videos i was always just like you know trl was the thing at the right. time you just had to like stay on the up and up right <laughs> Um, 
so I feel like that was like a definite strength and I liked people. I, so I feel like entrepreneurship and in sales and entrepreneurship, you have to like people really to make yeah, it work. You do. This, <laughs> you ain't getting around. You're going to deal with people. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to, or you have to have someone who likes to like Amy. She may not like to deal with people a lot. You know, <laughs> she likes to stay at home. She likes to be quiet. You know, I'm, I'm more the like wild one and I love people. So you need like a little yin and yang situation. Absolutely. To balance you out. But I think that, yeah, the people aspect fashion, I used to, um, like just try new things all the time. I would MacGyver things. I, you know, I was always problem solving or just trying new things. Like even like, Ooh, this towel looks like a cool, it would be a cool dress. Like, <laughs> like I did weird stuff like that as a kid. And, you know, it translates. It's not necessarily like I wasn't a kid, you know, that necessarily like redesigned my room. I wasn't putting up posters all over the place. I mean, I did that just like any other kid did. Yeah, I right. wanted to decorate my locker and things like that. But I didn't inherently think that I had this great skill at it. Yeah. Um, because it came in different forms, like being an entrepreneur, you have to, it's good to be skilled at different things and different, uh, different entrepreneurs are, have different strengths. And I just feel like some of my strengths are just in different spots. Like I absolutely do not like math. I don't, I need an accountant. I don't (laughs) count me out. I don't want anything to do with that, but peopling and designing I'm good. Bring, bring it in. All right. Yeah. So young Jess knew from the beginning that fashion was something that she wanted to get into, whether, however it translated right now is translating in the form of you doing home decoration and letting everybody know how you shine. So Let's fast forward to grown up Jess now. So you mentioned how just something clicked in you once Zoe was born that, all right, this is, this isn't it for me anymore. I can no longer live this life. So now that you have had the entrepreneurship bug bite you, I've seen a lot of your videos where you got Coco in there, you know, you're running around and doing all that. So tell me your life now and how you involve your kids in your entrepreneurship. So they come to work with me all the time, especially summer. Like Zoe's older now. Zoe's nine. She's almost 10 years old. So she comes, she destages. Chloe's four. She will destage a house with me. That's like getting all the items out after the house sells. We have to go back and get our inventory. So we go back with movers and they'll carry rugs and, you know, they come to my office all the time and we'll put some things together. So I hope that when they're older, they see, cause there have been some really rough times, you know, in entrepreneurship, there are times where you want to give up. There are times where yeah. they've probably seen me cry, yeah. you know, because <laughs> I'm like, this can't be for nothing. You yeah. know, I have to keep going <laughs> because I've got, I, I did not come this far to come this far you know? Right. And so I'm sure they've seen a lot of that. And I just hope that, um, later they see that is, you know, grit and determination, you know, and not as like not being able to spend the time with them that I should have, right. You know, because yeah. that's hard, especially as a mother, you know, deciding because Evan has a lot of times been like, you know, he always keeps every door open for me. I love my husband for that. He always keeps every door 
completely open. If you want to stay home, stay home. If this isn't for you and it's not your passion anymore, you know, go figure it out. And I think him being able to do that too has helped me like push myself through it because I'm like, no, I got this. I know I finally found my passion. Now I know what it is. I know what I'm good at. You know, I can stand on a soapbox and talk about staging for hours and tell you how good of an investment it is and how you need it in your life, you know? So, and sometimes it's knowing those gifts too, that you have something to give back to people that will make you not give up. Because I'm like, I've helped so many people. I know I have more people to help. Not that I'm out here saving the world with home staging, right? Yeah, yeah, but right. it's something of value, you know, to be to be giving back. So sometimes that helps yeah. get through those tough times too, for sure. So I want to highlight something too about time. You know, you mentioned the time. You've talked about, you know, your stages in life. But let's highlight the actual time here, because a lot of people think that things are overnight and the world that we live in with instant gratification of the TikToks and the Instagrams where everyone thinks you can just be able to just turn a switch on. And then three months later, you're all of a sudden, every dream has come true and we got to no bring way. it back to reality. So let everybody yeah. know, you know, from the, the point that you made this decision to where you are right now, what does that time look like? We are like eight and a half years in this is eight years see <laughs> eight and a half years in and we and we're still not where exactly where we want to be we're still growing right right you know we're still pivoting we're still doing the things that we need to do again we're much further than we were before right. but it it does it takes a lot of time it but it takes time when you look i look back on like my first consultation of going into someone's house and giving them a occupied staging consultation where like, I would go into your house if you were selling it and say, okay, take these few things down, add this, move this here, there. I remember being like, oh, <laughs> imposter syndrome, <laughs> completely like scared. Oh man, like just trying to be like my happy self to get through it and smiling, you know, I probably felt so awkward. I was probably like this the whole time. Uh, so I was just like, mm. cringe. Total cringe. <laughs> but now, you know, to think about that, um, we teach home, other home stagers um, how to be home stagers. Amy and I have a staging course and we do, you know, we have a group and there are people in it. And we hear people say that all the time. Like, I feel like I'm an, an imposter when I start doing this. And it's like, yeah. you're going to feel like that because it feels scary. It feels new. But the more it's a muscle, the more that you do it, the more that you keep showing up the better that you're going to be. Right. But if you don't show up, you're getting nowhere. You're not getting to the hundred yard line. You're not even getting to the two right. yard line, you know? So you got to, got to start somewhere scary, <laughs> but starting somewhere is the it. most important thing. I can't emphasize that enough. The best time to start now, the next best time would have been to start yesterday. That's yes. the only way <laughs> yes. that you can ever emphasize I wish it. I would have started five yeah. years earlier. Yeah, see, and once you get started, you get mad at yourself because like, man, what was I doing when I was in third grade? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why wasn't I trading stocks back in what? elementary school? What's wrong with me? <laughs> Why wasn't I business planning, getting serious? <laughs> Nobody was talking to me about this. So yeah. we, we highlighted the eight years that you're at right now and more because this is constantly evolving when you're a business owner yeah. you never get comfortable there's always a point where you know you hit a nice stride 
But even then, yeah. a gear shift. Next thing you know, you, you're doing something else. You either level up or something happens and you got to pivot like you've talked about. So I want to also highlight the struggles. The struggles are what make you. Everybody has yes. to go through a struggle. Coal does not turn into a diamond unless it gets pressure. And everybody needs to understand that to become the best version of yourself, you're going to go through some things. So yes. what is something that you've gone through that has made you a better you today? I will be very honest about this. And not a lot of entrepreneurs will tell you this, is that when you first start out, you may not make any money for a little while. Right. You may make a little bit of money. Through COVID, we let go our movers and we moved every single piece of furniture by hand ourselves. <laughs> I moved full U-Hauls of furniture, couches, dining room tables, chairs, the whole nine yards the to hustle. make it look like a whole house. Into it, into the U-Haul, then back out into the house, staged it, and then would have to go pick it up a month later. And we were doing this multiple times a week. And during that time, we were pouring that money back, back into, into our business, business. Yep. to keep it alive. That is entrepreneurship. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I didn't pay myself for a whole year. Okay, <laughs> it was the wild west. <laughs> Once in a while, it'd be like you know, throw it, throw ourselves $500 once in a while, yeah. you know, to like, and that was like purely just to help ourselves mentally because we were literally working ourselves blood, to sweat, bone. and tears yeah. Yeah. to keep this business alive. And so, you know, at Christmas time, it's like <laughs> maybe pay ourselves $500 <laughs> to make it worth it. You know, that grit and determination of that year I really think made us who we were in our business. Right. It, we laughed, we cried, we laugh cried together because, <laughs> you know, at some point you just have to be like, are we crazy? Yes. Yes, we, are. we are. We are absolutely insane. Entrepreneurship is not for yes. everybody. It is. No, not. you have to be a little crazy. You do. You, you, you have and, to be a little bit crazy. You, you do, and you have to have extreme confidence in yourself. There's yes. a lot of things that have to be mixed together to be an entrepreneur. To be a that successful so entrepreneur is a, is a different story, right? Anybody yes. can be an entrepreneur. You can easily step out and like, I don't, I don't, I'm not working for so-and-so no more. I'm going to do this myself. Okay, I'll see you next year with a job application, right? Yeah, yes, <laughs> exactly. Some people because just can't do it. No, that year was so hard. I remember doubting myself, myself a few times, especially because of the time that I was taking away from my kids. I'm putting miles on my car. I'm paying gas. I'm having spending time away from my kids. Like this really does sound crazy. Yeah. And it was. But now that I'm outside of it and on the other side of it, I'm like. It was worth that it. was not for nothing. Yeah. You know, that was hard, but I learned countless lessons that year about myself, about our business, about mm. my life, about patience. We always learning about ourselves. Always. Yes. Forever. I, I have a yeah. theory that most people do not know themselves like in any capacity until at least 30, at least 30. You, you got to have 30 under the, the belt to at least know, okay, 
that's why I do that. Like, <laughs> yes. so these are things that you pick up on. Cause right now you just kind of go through motions and you're around different circles and you just kind of exist. And then all of a totally. sudden this ecosystem comes around and kids really change your life. Right. And you're like, wait a minute. Okay. I got to understand why the heck this happens. And then it clicks. Yep. And all of a sudden, then you start realizing other things about it. And you don't really get the full capacity of yourself because now you're catching up to all the years of things that you've done. And you're like, that's why I did it. And now you're readjusting <laughs> and a new yes. person comes out. And then all of a sudden you have to adjust to that new person that you just became. Like yes. life is wild. <laughs> that's why I think that self-reflection, I never really understood self-reflection until the last couple of years because of that. Yeah. You know, because you grow, you become this new person and you keep looking back at yourself being like, wow, that was wild. <laughs> like, why don't we do that right now? <laughs> you know, why don't we do that now? So we see what's and so we can appreciate that stage that we're in now instead of looking back on it later and being like, that was great. <laughs> you know, like, we should probably take celebration in that now, now. once in a while. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And this. This is why I do what I do with the podcast, too, to help people do that self-reflection. Like, no lie, just every night I self-reflect. Every single night I do an engine that. check of, why, okay, what happened today? What could I be better at? What did yes. I do great at? What did I do not so great at? And how can I improve on that tomorrow? Every night. These are I the questions that. that I ask myself before I go to sleep. And then I come back. Hopefully better. I'm not going to sit here and say I don't repeat the same mistakes. <laughs> that's a line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with children, you know, they, they push your buttons and you'd be like, yes. OK, yesterday, dear Lord, I said I was not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, please tell me today. <laughs> Help me in this time of tribulation, please. And I will get yes. Through. <laughs> yes, I have those conversations, too. <laughs> All right. So. Let's pivot here. All right. So now we're business owners. We're successful. All right. And I want to also highlight, you got a book out there, right? You talked about how you're helping other home stages and get over that hump. So when it comes to the home staging, what is like a typical, I don't want to say, is it a contract? Like what is like the business model that's typical when it comes to home staging? So I'm, I'm looking to sell my home or I'm a realtor. I get you in, you tell me what. Yeah, so you would just fill out a form on our website saying that you're looking for home staging. I would reach out to you and I would do a walkthrough with you. Um, especially if you were like a new person, I would meet you there at the house and we do vacant staging. So it has to be completely empty, nothing in it. And then we would walk through the house and just let them know which houses we would stage. Um, we go back and just put together a quote for them and a proposal and email that over and let them know after we've done the walkthrough, our assessment of what we think would help them sell the house for the most possible money. Because sometimes there are home stagers out there who want to stage the whole house. Hmm. We live in the Midwest. We live in Ohio. People don't have money like that. We're not staging four, five, eight million dollar houses. You know, we're Yet. selling. Yet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is the positive you know, show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most of the houses that we do are between three and 500,000. Um, and sometimes, you know, under down to a hundred thousand, but those are the ones that we can help the most, honestly. And yeah. those are the ones who need it really, um, because it's helping 
the people that are living in our neighborhoods that are, you know, we're helping the neighborhoods, you know, have, you know, just higher equity. We're have, we're just right, helping right. everyone. We're helping every- the homeowner makes more money. We make money. The realtor looks good and has a portfolio. We have a portfolio, you know, so home staging just so works out for everyone. Yeah. Yes. It's a win, win, win. But you- sometimes people like to stage the whole house, but our walkthroughs are so that way we can decide which rooms we want to stage. We always stage the main ones, like the living room, dining room, and kitchen and baths. But sometimes you need to explain a weird room or sometimes if there's like a really nice bedroom, you want to showcase <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Like so people, you should see some of the crazy houses that we go into where you're like, I'll, if I, if I walk into it and I'm like, I don't even know what this room is, you're staging that room because if I don't know what it is, definitely the people who come in here won't know what it is either. We've seen some weird stuff. Um, so yeah, we just let people know what, which rooms is stage. And we do that within budget. You know, we don't want to stage rooms that we don't think that people are going to get a return on investment because that doesn't help us as a business either. That doesn't make us look good. So we like to just keep it budget friendly and do what they need. That's going to make them a lot of money. That's it for part one of this conversation. Make sure that you check out part two next week. Tag the show Stocks and Bars. I want to know what challenges you face as an entrepreneur. Tag the show and share. I got my click ready to use the money they got from jobs and courage and teaching them that it's not so hard. I'm doing this, making investing pop. You law is extra. You tuning in to Stocks and Bars. Stocks and Bars. Stocks and Bars. Stocks and Bars. Stocks and Bars.